This episode of the Morning Skate is brought to you by Laga Sports. Laga Sports specializes in making 100% custom, fully sublimated uniforms and apparel for a variety of sports, but they're known for the premium quality and creativity of hockey jerseys. They have a one-price, any-design policy. It doesn't matter if you're looking for a simple NHL style or if you're wanting to create jerseys that look like Rebel Fighters from Star Wars. The price will always be the same, and the design of possibilities are endless. Check them out at lagasports.com. That is lagasports.com. L-A-G-A-S-P-O-R-T-S dot com. Own your look, own the game. You'll lose 11 seconds. You've got 10 seconds. The countdown going on right now. Morrow, up to show. Five seconds left in the game. Do you believe in miracles? Yes! All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of the Morning Skate, episode 108. If you're hearing my voice and it sounds better, shout out to BizDev Dale for letting me borrow uh, his old mic over here. I'm feeling good about it. It's been a long week, and it's only Monday. So I don't know about you, Hal, but today felt like it was like a full week in one day. I'm so glad that I'm home now, podcasting. Uh, I had a rough weekend, went out and saw Pauly D, DJed at a club, uh, turned Saratoga in a goddamn war zone. There were gunshots and shit. It was crazy. Oh, I swear to God, yeah. There, there, were, there was a brawl. There was like a thirty-person brawl. It was, uh, it was a crazy weekend. But shout out to DJ Zumi too, who always seems to bring out the worst in me. Uh, I just got mangled. So, how, how was your weekend? How's everything going? It was all right, man. Today sucked. I'm gonna battle through it, but I mean, it's a Monday. It's like snowing for the first time. It was also like cold rain for like six hours. It got dark at like three thirty. I ate dinner by six and then I fell asleep for like an hour and a half. Like that's where I'm at right now. Um, it was like the first sad Monday, dude. Like, look, I'm a big winter guy. If there's one thing I like about winter is that the NHL is heating up. Hockey's getting going. It's like the best time of year for hockey. So I get excited about that. I enjoy Christmas, 25 days of Christmas. Everyone knows you think you're Ked Claus. Um, but like November, early to mid November, I'm just not ready for it. Yeah, I I get that. It's I guess it's supposed to be record lows where we're at for the next three days, too. So I can't wait to just freeze my balls off going to work. That'll be fun. Finally upgraded the heavy Chevy last year, so I do have a automatic car start. I'll be uh, using that. Pumped about it. But, uh, you know, capital, humble brag. But now, let's get an NHL in the news. Let's just play the music we have lots to talk about. All right, guys. Big, big news. Sportsnet has fired hockey icon Don Cherry. Uh, Don Cherry made comments earlier, I think it was this weekend. Here are the comments. I live in Mississauga, Ontario. Very few people wear the poppy. 
downtown Toronto, forget it. Nobody wears the poppy. Now, you go to small cities, you people that come here, whatever it is, you love our way of life. You love our milk and honey. At least you can pay a couple bucks for a poppy or something like that. These guys paid uh, for your way of life that you enjoy in Canada. These guys paid the biggest price for that. People freaked out. He said, you people, he's that he's now all of a sudden he's a racist, all this stuff, like just tons of stuff. So here's what I have on this. One, I think Don Cherry has said way worse things than this in the past. I think this is 2019. You should know your audience. Like, you shouldn't say stuff like that. I totally get it. It's just, I don't know, man. He's just like everybody's, like, grandpa that doesn't really get what you can and can't say anymore. And he just he just shoots from the hip. And I think Sportsnet originally came out and, like, apologized. And I think they were going to be like, hey, Don, you have to go out there and apologize. And I think he pretty much told him I said what I said. So he got rid of Don Cherry. You have everybody on Twitter super pissed off about it. I don't I don't think they're actually pissed. I think it's just one of those, oh, I could pretend to be mad and get a ton of likes on my tweets and shit. We just put up a poll on our thing. Now, this could be our demographic or whatever, but we have about 1,000 votes right now, and it's like 56% people don't think he should have gotten fired, 44% do. I don't know, man. I mean, he's Don Cherry. Obviously, he's he's kind of just like he's an old senile man. I totally get that. But he has been an icon in hockey for however many years. And it's like now you have all these new age fans just calling him a piece of shit and how he never brought anything to the game. I call bullshit on that because if you look at the NHL, a ton of those players are Canadians and a ton of those players grew up watching Hockey Night in Canada and tons of those players grew up worshiping Don Cherry. Whether you like it or not, that's just those are the facts. Like Don Cherry was that guy who was in your living room every night when you're watching the Leafs or any other Canadian hockey team. And they just kind of threw him to the curb. So I, what do you have on the whole Don Cherry saga? Not much, dude. Uh, not much. I'm just, I'm just here so I won't get fined, dude. I don't know if I have a comment on this. I don't know if I don't. Um, I'm no, just right down the middle, question. guys. I have a question for you. And be yeah. honest. Are you only saying that because you're afraid if you say something, somebody will come out and be like, oh, you're a racist and all this shit? Is that why you're being like that? You're just kind of no. trying the middle? Or like you truly, like, what, what, like, what do you have on it? No, I mean, I just think there's, like, this back and forth on Twitter that's just too much for me to handle. Um, one thing I will say, though, I think, like, this whole, what's the whole boomer thing, dude? Is this new? Like, I, I've come to my world in the last three days, dude, and it's literally all over the place. It's people calling people boomers and people saying, don't call me a boomer. Boomer, no boomer. We're all boomers, I think, in the end. My other thing on that, and that's definitely not what a boomer means. Uh, my other thing is just, like, dude. I think the way you summed it up, and this is my opinion on it, not really taking any sides. You said 44% of the people uh, said he should get fired. 56% said no. In the year 2019, it only takes like 10 to 12 people to get fired. So 44% of people are saying that, then like it's going to happen. I think at the end of the day, like it's it sucks, dude. Like I did like Don Cherry, but Hockey Night in Canada, like, they make money off of advertisements. And, like, at the end of the day, everything's a business. If you lose your money, you're fucked. And it's kind of a catch-22 because I think there's going to be a lot of people that aren't going to want to watch Hockey Night in Canada now um, because Don Cherry's not there. And because ratings go down, maybe they have to pay less for ads. But on the flip side, if your big advertisers go out, then you have no money. And that just hurts the NHL in the end. So so it's like one of those things, like, you're not going to win either way. I guess there's rumors, too that they were already getting sick of Don Cherry and they were going to fire him. And then they just kind of thought this was the perfect out. I don't know, man. I think I just, 
I just think I think I think that kind of plays over the last couple of years. He keeps saying like kind of controversial things. And it's one of those things. It's like, okay, when are we actually going to pull this plug? Because the next one could be about 10 times worse than this one. You know what I mean? So, I mean, it's sad. Do you, do you think anybody picks them up? Don Cherry, you have an open invitation to work for the morning skate whenever the well, fuck you want, buddy. Well, here's my thing, dude. I kind of hope Don just retires, dude. I, I hope he makes appearances, and it's great when we see him. But, I mean, he's 86, dude. He's worked a long time. He's had a lot of dogs. Like, I just want him to kick his feet back and drink a couple beers and maybe, like, you know, like maybe wear fancy pajamas around the house, lose the suit, pick up some pajamas. Like he's like retire, man, like in a good way. Yeah. The only thing that makes me upset about this is like this completely villainized this guy. And I get it. What he said, he shouldn't have said. But a lot of people are, again, are just forgetting about the last 30 or 40 years. This guy's been there every single day talking hockey. And you may not agree with what he had to say, but he was a huge part of that culture. Was he not like he, and now all of a sudden he's a piece of shit and like thank God Don Cherry's gone. It's like okay guys, where were you the last forty years? No, uh, I think Don Cherry. I my take on it, dude, is I think Don Cherry will actually be like people forget about this in like five months. Like uh, I feel like people forget, dude. I feel like I feel like stuff comes and goes due to like in the internet. Like literally every twenty four hours now there's a new story like this. Like I don't know. I just feel like he's gonna get wrapped up in it and then like some people are gonna forget. Some people won't care anymore. There's still gonna be the same people that will always get like 3000 retweets whenever like they see him anywhere. But other than that, dude, I think it will kind of die down. I just, I kind of wish that we had more of a connection because we're from the United States. Like hockey nine Canada wasn't always available here. Like I wish we had like a Canadian that came on our podcast and be like, this is what Don Cherry meant because it'd be interesting to see like what Canada thinks, not just all the fake outrage people on Twitter. I'd also like to interview someone who hates Don Cherry just to see that perspective. Like preferably not like, not like a young person, like someone who watched hockey night in Canada for like 45 years yeah. and, he hate, and he hated Don Cherry the same way that like your dad hated Mike Milbury. Yeah. Like I would love, I would love to meet that person too. Just talk to that shit as well. Cause I bet you on the flip side, dude, he's just like Milbury. Like where if you don't like him, he drives you nuts. No, I, I would agree. He, he's that figure either like him or you don't like him. But th- speaking of people driving people nuts, Vander Kane's back in the news again. Uh, Vander Kane's being sued for $500,000 uh, by the Cosmic cosmopolitan uh kane failed to pay back five hundred thousand dollars in gambling markers at the casino uh kane's a canadian citizen took out eight credits of varying amounts between 20 grand and 100 grand on or about april 15th that date would have fallen between games three and four of the stanley cup first round playoff series between the sharks and the golden knights listen like i feel like you're kind of allowed to do whatever you want in in your off time or whatever and if if it wasn't during the playoffs, to me, if I was, like, a Sharks fan, I wouldn't give a shit. But, like, what is this guy doing at the clubs during the playoffs? That would be, like, my kind of thing. Like, what the fuck, man? It's bad boy life, dude. I don't know how else to say it at this point. This is just one-on-one bad boy life. Evander Kane has a lot of questionable things in his past that I do not condone. Uh, this story right here is something I can get behind. I mean, taking out that much money at a casino – while you're think of it this way, dude, you're riding high in the playoffs, dude, right? Like you're winning all these series. Like you're, you can smell the Stanley cup. Like you're a Vander Kane. Like you took those photos of the money on the, on the balcony that one time, Dustin Bufflin, like threw you in the shower with your clothes on. You had to live in Buffalo for a few years. You've seen some stuff, dude. Now you're almost at the pinnacle and you just want to go blow all your money that you don't have, dude. I, nothing but respect on my end. I agree. Like in the sense that like, when the rumors of Sagan 
like partying during the Stanley Cup and he put up like three goals and like two assists in like 19 games and we lost the Stanley Cup. That upset me, but I I would have to look back. It seemed like Evander Kane was like engaged in the playoffs for the most part, no? Yeah, no, he is. He he, he is, but at the same time, I would be like, hey, let's worry about more about the playoffs and less about the roulette table. I I guess, dude, but like in that same sense, like like I know you listen to Spin Chicklets, I do too. One thing that I love is like hearing these old guys with these crazy ass stories about how they were like partying in the playoffs and stuff. And so like the fact that there's one guy still trying to do it, even if he does it in like the douchiest way possible, like it's kind of like, it makes it a little less like vilified. You know what I mean? Yeah. hundred percent. He still kind of has that old time like vibe, I guess. But at the same, you imagine taking out a credit for a hundred thousand dollars. No. Oh my God, dude. I wouldn't be able to sleep. Like, I, if I bet like ten dollars on a Rangers game, I'm like, I, I'm I'm a lost cause. Like, there's no, I can't even imagine. I probably won't even make that in my lifetime. I'm so poor. Hundred thousand dollars, dude. I like how you went from flexing about having an automatic start in your fucking pickup truck to saying you won't make a hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> like within five oh, minutes, dude. It's a, it's the fucking it's a teeter totter effect, dude. One way goes up, one way goes down. But What's yeah. That? So shout out to Vander Kane. Uh, moving on to a defenseman, Sergei Zubov is getting his number retired by the Dallas Stars. He played a ton of years for the Stars. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. I think twelve, twelve or thirteen years with the Stars. Put up seven hundred and seventy-one points uh, as a defenseman in the NHL. That puts him twentieth all time. The only other Russian in front of him is Sergei Gonchar, who had about sixty more points in. About 250 more games than Zubov. Zubov was a stud, man. Uh, won a cup with the Rangers back in 94. I mean, six stats. He wasn't like a really big premier goal scorer, but if you look at the amount of assists he had, I mean, one year he had 71 points, 13 goals, 58 assists. Guy can move the puck. Uh, it's weird because when you think of like all-time defensemen, Sergei Zubov might not like completely like come to your, you know, to your mind immediately. But I mean, what do you have on Zubov? He was he was a hell of a defenseman. Yeah, this is my yearly reminder on the podcast to let everyone know that Brett Hull's uh, foot was in the crease. That that Stars team that won that Stanley Cup, like Hull, Madano, Zuboff, Belfort, mix in a little Darian Hatcher, and you have like my least favorite core of all time. If you separate all those guys and put them on different teams, I think I like them individually, but together I just absolutely hated that team. Um, I don't know, man. Yeah, uh, Zuboff, like – People, I think Rangers fans have a greater appreciation than most, especially people your age, because, like, all you do is can, like, look back at the last Stanley Cup they won, and every time you do that, you look at his stat line. It's fucking insane. So was it the year the year they won the Cup? Was that the year that he put up eight, 89 points, 12 okay. goals, 74? Yep, and then in, I, I think in 22 playoff games, he had five goals, 14 assists for 19 points. Not too bad. So, I mean, yeah, I would say he was an elite puck-moving defenseman. I also – can you correct me if I'm wrong? He had a mole, though, right? Did he have a mole? Yeah, Sergei Zubov definitely had a mole. I'm looking, at a, I'm looking at a picture of him right now. I don't really see a mole on him. Oh, no. Well, if one of our listeners – oh, dude, there's definitely a mole. I don't, I don't yeah. think there's a mole, man. I yeah, left cheek, left cheek. 
I got I got the right side of his face, so maybe there is a mole on the left cheek. Too. Yeah, so don't don't come at me with Sergey Sergey Zuboff mole theories because I know I'm correct, and I just wanted to throw that out there that like a mole brings him down a point. I'm looking at him now, dude. His last years with the Stars, he had a seat like that ugly ass CCM bucket and like Easton gloves that look like you I was got just going to bring that up, dude. I love a player that mismatches their equipment. <laughs> They're not sponsored, dude. They do whatever they want. Yeah. And so, the CCM helmet that he wore was like one of the cool CCM buckets. Like not like the I think Mark Messier wore a CCM, but it was disgusting. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I think that makes sense. I don't know how many people do the stars have retired. I'm assuming like Madonna. <coughs> Madonna Holly Hall, maybe. Yeah. So I no, it makes sense to me. That's pretty cool. And I'll I'll just transition it right in because I wanted to talk about this. That so boy. so Jim Montgomery called out the stars leadership group again. So, so Sagan has three goals and eight assists for 11 points in 18 games, which really isn't that bad. But I mean, at the same time, like he's Tyler Sagan, he's a point per game player. And Jamie Ben has one goal, five assists for six points. Um, one, this is like not the first time that this core has been called out. Like at this point, I really like Tyler Sagan, the player, like, and I, I think he got a really bad rap in Boston, but to me, it's starting to become true that like, he's always going to like go up and down and up and down. And when he's at his up and he stays at his up, like it's for a full season. That's unbelievable. But like when he's not engaged, he's not engaged. And then with Jamie Ben, I, do you think it's just the classic case of a power forward, a bigger guy who used his body just getting older? I don't know, man. I, I think if I'm Jamie Ben, I'm going out there and I'm just fighting everybody. Like, you got to mix it up. You got to get it going. He's like one of the last of the dying breeds, like fucking tough guy hockey. Goal and five assists. You're a captain, man. Go out there, put your balls on the ice, and let's get him going. That's what that's what I'd say to Jamie Ben. I yeah. wouldn't actually say that to his face because he'd probably pumble me. But, like, if I was bigger than him, that's something I would say. Yeah, I'm kind of thinking about it now. He's kind of like he's not there yet, but I, I can kind of see him going down the David Backus, like, tunnel. Like, that's kind of like where he's heading, like – older fourth line guy and you're right he is gonna have to fight but I'll tell you what if like there comes a time where Jamie Ben's like 36 years old and you can get him for like two million dollars on your team and like as like a like maybe this guy works out maybe he doesn't I fucking pull the trigger every time yeah dude Jamie Ben's sick man like I've always been a huge Jamie Ben fan I don't I think it's just because he's fucking tough like he he not only plays the game of hockey but he can back it up not a lot of players like that in the league anymore we've been over this a million times with these two. They're going to figure it out. Sagan's going to end up with a point per game. Uh, Ben's probably going to have 20 goals, 35, 40 assists. Like, he's not going to have a bad year. They're going to figure it out. They always do. No, I think I think Ben tops out at 55 points. Tops. I mean, 55 points in 60-ish games isn't no, bad. For, no, including, like, the five he already has. So he needs, like... 50 points. Fucking math guys, man. <laughs> I don't think so, dude. I Dude, I think my math is right. Whatever. What? What's next? Uh, Nick Felina was suspended three games for elbowing Colorado's Pierre-Edouard Bellamar. If you guys remember that guy, that's the guy that gave the player the game to his goalie because, you know, he's, he's the best guy in the world. Uh, Felina was asked about afterwards if he was going to be suspended. He said, I don't care if I'm suspended. I'm just, I just care that he's okay. And he reached out to him. That's a standout move from a captain of the Columbus Blue Jackets. Always like Nick Foligno. I remember when he became a free agent, he left the Senators. And I remember in the back of my mind, I was like, whoever gets him, that's going to be a pretty good deal because we, the Rangers had some tough games with the Senators. And Foligno was always that guy that would be banging bodies, hard on the puck, kind of like a bigger Nick Palmieri. 
They kind of play the same sandpaper type game. You can put the puck in the back of the net. I don't know. Three games. I feel like he kind of got lucky because this is one of the hits that you see in like the 90s where you just go fucking full elbow and you just hope for the best. Like that was kind of nuts. Yeah. Yeah, dude. I think I think I told you when I was scrolling through like my phone the other night and this hit came across like my timeline on Twitter, I like was like, oh, my God. Like it was one of those hits like you don't see that much anymore, like straight elbow to the head, pure 90s hockey. Um, but you can't you can't do that anymore. Like there's no debating the suspension like that was just like a suspendable play. You know yeah. what I mean? Dude, it was one of those things like, you know, like when you go to hit somebody and they kind of move away from you and your legs already kind of out there and you still stick your leg out because like in your mind, you're like, I need contact. You don't really think, oh, I'm going to blow this guy's ACL out. I want to compare that to an elbow, but I don't think I can. Yeah. I mean, dude, when I played hockey, I was a, I was a big believer of any kid that hit me with an elbow was a scumbag and I was just going to try to spear them all game. Like I, I was never a fan of elbows. I, they made me nervous, dude. Like, elbows are, like, like when you get hit with a shoulder, that's, like, you know what I mean? That's, like, fighting a kid on the football team. When you get hit in the head with an elbow, that's, like, fighting the kid from shop class at the railroad tracks after school. Like, it's a different animal. It hits hard. It is. 100%. Do you nailed it, man. I've, I've gotten hit in the face probably, I would say, three times with an elbow. It doesn't happen often. But when you get hit with an elbow, not only does it kind of fuck you up, like, that's a malicious fucking thing, dude. Whoever's doing that knows that they're trying to elbow you in your head. Shoulder, oh, man, like it could be a little bit of a mistake, wrong place, wrong time. Elbow's premeditated. Elbow can do some serious damage. Watch some UFC fights, dude. That's why they can't really use elbows, dude. Yeah. I, Dude, I completely agree, and I, I want to take us off track now. Uh, Nick Foligno, Marcus Foligno, I, I don't know about you, but I remember – Marcus Foligno, like, when he came out of uh, the OHL and he went to the Rochester Americans, our correspondent, Feverboy Rex, I think was out in that area at the time, and he told me he was, like, a cool AHL player. Like, he thought he was sick. I've always been a Marcus Foligno guy. Like, like his rookie year in the AHL as a 20-year-old, 60, 60 games, 16 goals, 23 assists for 39 points. Not that great, but 78 penalty minutes. Like, he was doing it all out there, like, kind of like Patty Maroon in the minors. I always thought he was going to catch on in Buffalo. Like, I actually thought at one point he was going to be more skilled than his brother. Um, when he first came into the league, first 14 games, six goals, seven assists, 13 points. So, like, he started out that way, and now he's just a fourth liner on, like, the most boring team in hockey in the Minnesota Wild. Like, what do you – like, did you – like me, did you think he was going to be better than he was, or was he just always kind of irrelevant to you? The, the Felino brothers always remind me of the Coletta brothers. I don't know why. But you had Patrick Coletta, who was on the Sabres and made the NHL, and, like, he was a bit of a wild card. He was, like, a Ryan Holwick. But his brother played at SUNY Cortland when I was at Cortland. And I I used to say hi to him, and he would just, like, he'd be like, <clears throat> and, like, walk by me, like, Jesus Christ. I would go to their games. He – I've never seen somebody hit somebody else harder in my life than, than that guy. I forget his first name. Just – I know he was Coletta's little brother. And that's always kind of the thing I got. Like, Nick Foligno was always the more polished one where Marcus Foligno would, like, kill you. Yeah, but he, he didn't turn out that way, which is crazy. Like, I completely agree with that. I was just thinking to myself, like, name, like, name a player that looked more like a bowling ball than Patrick Coletta. Do you know what I mean? Like, when you saw him coming down coming down the, the wing, like, it was like, oh, my God, like, what's this idiot going to do? Yeah, like, he was he was Cal Clutterbuck without any skill. Like Clutterbuck would just like, I mean Clutterbuck's a pretty good fucking player, and he couldn't fight on the Islanders, but like exactly, exactly, it was just 
Clutterbuck's more polished. Patrick Coletta nailed that so, one. So Pat, so I have a good idea for a video. We start Patrick Coletta at one end of the ice, and then we start Zach Ronaldo at the other end, and they just sprint to each other in the center and just try to see who can lay the other person out. That's another name that's just kind of like that. <laughs> Zach Ronaldo still in the league? He's in the. He's playing for the Stockton Heat. Uh, I'm actually on his hockey DB right now. 11 games, zero goals, five assists, 18 penalty minutes, and a minus one. I'd say 18 penalty minutes and 11 AHL games. What's going on with Ronaldo? It's 2019, dude. You're firing Don Cherry, and Ronaldo only has 18 penalty minutes in 11 games. <laughs> what's, what's next? By the way, dude, here's a question. So, like, if you're on the AHL team, I'm just looking at their roster right now. Uh, you're uh, Glenn Godden, you're a 22-year-old. You're the leading scorer on the team. You're hoping to make the big club. Are you excited when uh, Zach Ronaldo sits next to you on the bus on your away trip, or are you kind of nervous? I mean, you're definitely nervous, dude. But like, you're you're trying to like be like, hey, Zach. So, what makes you tick, dude? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, without. But the problem with that, dude, is asking him what makes him tick might make him tick, dude. And then you're in trouble. Do you remember when I asked him what made him tick that one time, and it made him tick? I think we told this story on the podcast before. Back when Ronaldo used to be on the fan, I think it was, it was the Phantoms, wasn't it? Yeah. He was. Uh, he had been suspended like four games for like murdering somebody at center ice. So he was a healthy scratch on the stands. Like we ran into him with a couple uh, huge fanboys, and they're all like Ronaldo, Ronaldo. I'm like Ronaldo, man, living the dream, fourth line for life. And at that point, I was in his crosshairs, and it, and it was one of those things where I I backed down, turtled. I was like, I am so sorry about that, sir. I did not think that that was gonna upset you. Guys, never go up to Ronaldo and call him a fourth liner because he'll want to fucking eat your face off. Yeah, <laughs> it's a good memory, dude. What's what's next? Uh, next is a little pat on the, pat on my back. Uh, we were, did some uh. Uh, what is it called? Not like we were calling what's going to happen. Predictions. We did some predictions earlier this year. Wow. Bad brain day. And uh, I thought Capo Caco had a good chance to be rookie of the year. But I said, you want to know what? If this kid can cut up, can put up a ton of points as a defenseman, he could be up there. Cal- Kale McCarr has 17 points in 17 games. He's the first defenseman in NHL. Oh, fourth defenseman in NHL history. First since Larry Murphy in 1980 to have point per game. Four goals, 13 assists. Kid can fly. I, it's it's insane being able to watch this guy. And what I really like about him is he didn't go like the huge hockey school. He he went to the zoo, didn't he? Yeah. I mean that's fucking awesome. UMass Amherst, like out of nowhere, you get this absolute stud of a human as, as your defenseman. Like that's pretty fucking cool to me. Yeah. From the Alberta Junior Hockey League, the Brooks Bandits. I mean, for starters, my roller hockey team growing up was the Brookfield Bandits. He played for the Brooks Bandits, so I feel an instant connection right there. But, I mean, dude, you're right. He's put up points everywhere he's gone. He doesn't seem like that big of a liability in his D zone yet. It's it's crazy to say this, but, like, I think after 17 games, you can start, like, looking by, like, midseason being, like, is he one, one if not the best young defenseman in the NHL? And I think, I think it's obviously, like, it's interesting to see as he gets more responsibilities as the season goes on. Players get used to him, kind of understand, like, how explosive he is, if he'll keep it up. Um, and if like the, just the grind of being a defense in the NHL, being that young will like slow him down. But I mean, that's a great pick. I, this is the reason last year, like when Colorado fans were upset, they didn't get a one or two pick in the draft from Ottawa. I was like, shut up because they have this kid and I, I don't know a ton about him, but they drafted that Bowen Byram kid last year out of the WHL. He looks like he's going to be a nails defenseman. Like I, I don't know. I, 
that's exactly what this team needs, right? Like everyone, when you think originally about like those old avalanche teams, you look back and you're like, oh man, like, wasn't that crazy how they had like Bork and, uh, and Sackick and Forsberg, like the, the guys on that team that were like unbelievable for them were like Rob Blake, Adam Foote, like mm-hmm. they have the firepower up front. And if McCarr and Bo and Byram work out for this team, then like I will be a believer. I think I always kind of shit on the abs, but the way they have drafted and kind of built this team, it, it looks really good. Hell yeah. And one thing I wanted to kind of bring up with Kale McCarr, and it's going to be kind of a weird thing, but Eric Carlson was like one of the first defensemen to come in the league that really wasn't all that big, but could just fucking skate. And I think he kind of paved the way for younger defensemen like like Miro Haskinen and Kale McCarr and Samuel Gerrard, Tomas Shabbat. Like you see like these guys, they're not like the biggest dudes in the world and they're actually pretty small and lanky. Like same with the Hughes kid. But they can fucking skate, man. That's like the that's the biggest difference in defensemen that I've seen is like you used to have your stay at home defensemen that would just beat the shit out of people. And now like you kind of have your hybrids, like your Steve Campers and your John Moores, and like you have like your people that can kind of do both. But like the the defense in the league that are really starting to stick out are the guys that can fucking skate. And like this kid has it. Yeah, I, I think I think he definitely has it, and I agree, but I'm obviously a huge proponent of stay at home defensemen. I'm not ready to write them off. Yeah, I think, I think that's what was so disappointing about uh, Aaron Ekblad is I think when Aaron Ekblad came in the league, he kind of lit it up similarly offensively, like put up pretty good points his first year, not anywhere on the same. He page. just got hurt. He just got concussion after concussion, I think, isn't he? Yeah, but yeah, exactly. But my thing was he was like six four, six five, like big body. Like that's like what I that's like the prototypical defenseman. But now like Cal McCarr is five eleven, one eighty seven, like. You're right. It's definitely changing, but I just hope some big boys come out in the near yeah, future. Yeah, and, like, I hate to put you on the spot because, like, we didn't talk about this, but if you're talking, like, stay-at-home defensemen, are there, like, any younger stay-at-home defensemen that are really, like, holy shit, like, this guy's fucking, he can just defend? They're really, like, McAvoy, can, they can all skate now, man. Like, there's none, none of them really just stay at home and fucking bang, and, like, that's what they do. Like, the youngest one I could think of is that Muzzin guy. And he's not even that fucking young. He doesn't bang. He doesn't really bang like that, though. Like, Zadaroff on the Avalanche is a stay-at-home defenseman. He's, like, 25. I think any team would die to have him. He's on the same team. You're going to hate this. This is a huge homer pick because he, he's starting to get better about banging the body. But Brandon Carlos, a fucking defensive genius. He plays against the top line every okay, night. That, like, oh, I don't hate that at all. That makes sense. Like, he's – exactly. Like, he's not going to blow your way offensively, but that – how that's a hell of a point. Right. It, and if you and if everything works out to plan, then hopefully your boy Ryan Lindgren becomes that too. I was literally just gonna say that, man. Lindgren kind of plays that same style. The one thing that I really like about Lindgren, and, and if you don't follow the Rangers, you know nothing about this guy. He was a first was first or second round pick of the Boston Bruins. The Rangers traded for him. He he's the type of guy where if you go in the corner, like, oh shit, I'm gonna get banged up a little bit. And like that's it's fucking awesome. He got destroyed by brian boyle last game but he also scored his first goal of the nhl career on a beautiful beautiful pass from uh i think it was from ryan strom the guy that everybody on the rangers wants to trade but shout out to cam mccarr shout out to these young defensemen hopefully they can all stay healthy because they can fucking wheel dude like can you imagine being like a forward trying to forecheck against a defenseman and then you make one wrong move and the defenseman's already in their offensive zone it's like fuck man i didn't have my guy yeah no dude i that I mean that would be brutal that's why I look at it too like even thinking back to the beginning of three on three nowadays there's so many explosive defensemen in three on three when you have those two forwards and that one d that can absolutely fly it's like just not fair do you yeah. know what I mean like it's such a it's such an asset in that sense of the game too but 
Yeah, I agree, dude. What's next? Uh, and then kind of sticking with the Colorado Avalanche, Patrick Waugh back in the news. He's coaching the Quebec Ramparts. Uh, he just got kicked out of a game. I posted it on our Instagram and our Twitter, wrote a blog about it. Essentially, his goal, uh, it was an overtime. They scored a goal, and their forward bumped the goaltender, but the goalie was, like, well outside the fucking crease, and they called it back. And it was one of the things I haven't really seen it that often when a coach gets face to face with the ref. And it was like it was like a baseball game where you go out to home plate and you fucking put dirt on, on the plate and shit. And it's like, fuck you. Patrick Waugh kind of pulled that one off. I miss a little Patrick Waugh in my life. Like the last two coaches that had any sort of emotion, personality, character, Torts and fucking Patrick Waugh. Yeah, I uh, so my take on it is kind of similar, but kind of different. Patrick Waugh, as an NHL player, did not like him. Patrick Waugh, as the head coach of the Colorado Avalanche, did not really enjoy him or like hearing from him. Patrick Waugh, as head coach slash general manager of the Quebec Remparts, love it. Perfect role for him. Like, just like he's like the mob boss of the Q on JHL. Like, I'm all about it. I, I think if I was a kid getting drafted into Q, I was 15 years old. There's no doubt in my mind I would want to go play for Patrick Waugh and watch him beat up some refs and knock some glass panels down. That's what junior hockey's all about. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know how they've been doing since he came back, but you gotta see, you gotta see a, a Memorial Cup in their near future. Yeah, man, it's 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 good to see. Love me a Memorial Cup. Uh, now we're gonna move on to our Rangers Bruins talk. I'll be quick with the Rangers. Uh, they lost in a shootout to Florida, but they're starting to kind of play a little bit better. Capo uh, Caco starting to heat up a little bit. He's got four goals, two assists. He continues to start start scoring a little bit. He had his first multi-point game a couple games ago. Beautiful move in the shootout. Went backhand to keep the game alive. Uh, my boy, Tony D'Angelo, 13 points in 15 games, five goals, eight assists. He's he's doing this thing where he comes in on the, on the weak side on the power play, fucking weak post, bang. And he, he does like the Danny Briere fucking on sweep, which is solid to see. Um, one other point guy I want to talk about, Everybody in Rangers universe hates Ryan Strom because of the shooting percentage he had last year and how they think they should deal him, all this shit. Like, this guy could literally put up 700 points in one year and they'd be like, oh, well, it's time to trade him. Like, that's just how it is. And 15 games played, he has 16 points. That's right, Ryan Strom is averaging over a point per game. Him and Panarin seem to have some pretty good connections out there. That's good to see. Then lastly, I actually kind of want to get your opinion on this. Elias Anderson really doesn't play all that often. He had, like, I don't know, like eight shifts. In uh, the last game against Florida, Larry Brooks came out and said that the Rangers are, are shopping him or, like, should start to shop him. This is a kid that threw the gold, the silver medal over the stands. This is a kid that they drafted seventh overall because they said that he was the most NHL ready. Clearly, he wasn't. Uh, what do you have on Leas Anderson? If you are a Rangers fan, would you be looking to move him? Is it too early? He's only 21 years old. Uh, this is, like, I think his second, like, kind of full year in the show. Like, what do you have in this? Does he still have earrings? I don't think so. I don't think he ever had earrings, did he? Yeah, he did, like, he had, like, a, I think he had a brief period where he was on social media with earrings. I was out on him. If he took the studs out, I can go back in. I don't know, man. I mean, he's 21 years old. He kind of, the way him and Hedo kind of went up and down the last few years, I don't want to say it's mismanaged, but it seems like there was a lot of confidence lost, especially in Anderson. Like, I think they gave him a little too much rope too soon, and then they just took it away, so... My personal opinion is I would make the kid ride the bus for a little bit in the AHL and see what happens. Yeah, and that was something that Larry Brooks said that it didn't make sense for him to go back to the AHL. I don't know why. I'd give him as much minutes as possible. 
And you mentioned Filipino in six games. He has four goals. He's been kind of lighting it up. He seems like a different player. He's all over the pocket. Something that you really want to see. Uh, so, yeah, that's why I'm on the range. And, and Filipino rode the bus. Exactly. And he did everything that he could to get back up to the NHL. So that's that's good to see. And that's another thing, too, is like with the whole Krat, Kratsoff or whatever his name is thing where he refused to go with the AHL. Like if you're if you're Anderson and you see what Heedle just did, then at least you can say I can like work my balls off here and get back up there and like find exactly. my game again. Like, Somebody else has done it. It's not like oh you can do this. Like it can yeah. be done. You know what I mean. So I mean, shout out to shout out to Heedle, that ugly motherfucker. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. What do you have on the bees? Not much, dude. I'm gonna keep this short too. Uh, they've been bad the last three games. I think we're. Oh, two and one in the last three. I haven't put up 60 minutes. Injuries are starting to like add up. It's getting kind of weird. Um, right back where we were last year, where it's like our organizational depth has to step up, and it has for the most part. But the one thing I just wanted to like make mention of is the fourth line. Like it, it took finally, it was like the last five seconds left in the game for Chris Wagner to throw like his first big hit of the season. Haven't seen any energy out of the fourth line. So far, Nordstrom, Corrali, Wagner, and Parlin Holm, who I'm not a fan of, uh, have four goals combined. They each have one. Uh, and the guy they let walk away, Noel Chari, has four himself. So so I'm not saying much. I just think they need they need a little more energy back there. I don't know who needs to step it up, but I, they're missing the Noldozer, dude. That's How do you – how can anybody be a fan of a guy named Parr? Uh, well, I don't know, man. When when he first started playing, like you look at Par Lindholm, and he has that look of a defensive, res- defensively responsible third line winger from or center from Sweden. Do you know what I mean? He can win faceoffs. He can kill penalties. He might be able to make a nice pass, but it's just the juice is not worth the, the squeeze with Par Lindholm. Oh boy! I said, it, dude. Uh, oh, and really quick, Steve Camfer dressed as a fourth line forward and then played like zero minutes. So that was pretty exciting one game too. I'm really sick. I am re- I'm sick of Steve Camper. We have so many young defensemen. We have these injuries on D. It's early in the season. Let the young guys play. Eurovac and Nine is coming up for our next game. I'm excited about that. That's what I got on the Bruins. Who's that guy? Uh he was picked like two picks before Heedle. Oh, was that the year that you guys had like three first round picks in a row? No. Okay. No. That, that was the Jake DeBrusque one. This is I don't know, whenever you picked Heedle and Anderson a couple drafts ago. So okay. Like whatever ended up happening to those two other guys? Because, like, DeBrusque worked out. Are the two other guys just they lost causes or what? Uh, Sinitian is on the team right now. He's, like, playing fourth-line minutes. He's actually looked all right, dude. The The thing with him is, like, they drafted a role player way too late. Like, they knew, like, this is a guy who was supposed to, he's supposed to pan out when he's, like, 23 or 24 years old. So we're still not there yet, and he's never going to be very good. But he's fast. Um, and then Zaboral just like can't crack like our top like ten defensemen. So that draft was awesome. Okay, well DeBrusque is good, so you got, you got one out of them. But that was our Rangers Bruins talk. Now we're gonna get into our beer league roundup. Embarrassing story, dude. Go ahead. Dude. All right, so we tie it up. Uh, I think it's like seven to seven, third period. I'm out there for like a two and a half minute shift. I'm gassed. There's like 11 seconds left to go in the period. I go to get the puck. I dump it in. I'm like, oh, my God, I do not feel good. 11 seconds left. Have you ever noticed, kid, get off the ice with fucking 11 seconds left, Hal? No. No. You just fall for the puck. I get off the ice. I sit down on the bench, and I throw up. 
everywhere, dude. And I've, ne- I've never done that ever. The only time I've ever done that is like tryouts. I like make myself throw up. So coaches thought I was trying hard, but I could not believe that. Very embarrassing for me. A couple other things. Our jerseys came in. So be on the lookout. We're going to have a jersey giveaway coming up soon, which is going to be pretty fucking sick. I still have to pan everything out with BizDev Dale. Uh, two other things. One, I'm growing my hair out. I don't think you guys have ever seen long-haired Ked, but it's coming, and I'm pumped about it. And then the last one is I can get Warrior Twigs for about – for pretty cheap. Uh, I don't know, probably around 100 bucks. How many of those bad boys should I buy? Like two, dude? I don't know. Like how many sticks do you need, bro? I, I two is probably the right answer, but like I've never, I've like known kids that have had like eight sticks, and they always have two. Like, oh yeah, I got some plastic at home, and I always thought it'd be sick if I could tell people I had plastic sticks at home. Never had it, thinking about it. But uh, what do you have in your beer league roundup, dude? I have absolutely nothing, man. Did you? I play- I, I, we haven't played since. No, I uh, haven't played since. Uh, yeah, just trying to redeem myself in the lineup next time You're, I get. There. Did you hear back from your captain yet or no? Oh, no response. So we're moving on from that. Um, I, I just wanted to go back to that really quick. One, I, I apologize to the listeners. I'm going to be honest. I, I like fell asleep when he was talking about his embarrassed story. I was really excited to hear that. So I hope Ked uh, entertained you guys. Two, how long are we talking uh, for your hair? Like like shoulder length? Yeah. Yeah, I'm bringing it back. Are, you, are we talking like so we're going to be able to ponytail it or what are we thinking? I don't know. I'm, I'm going to try to keep it way more well-maintained this time. Uh, last time, it'd be really bad if there was a super humid day outside. It had a whole lot of volume to it, so I'm hoping, uh, you know, I'm hoping that doesn't happen. But something like, well, What's the end goal, dude? Are we putting it in a bun? Are we trying to get it straight? Are we trying to curl it? Like, what's like what's the end goal? Because there's going to be that awkward phase where you're going to look like Joe Dirt, but like, what are we going for? I'm, I'm kind of in that awkward stage right now. I just want to be able to have some flow coming out the back of the helmet when I'm playing hockey. Okay. Fair enough. So that was our beer league roundup. Not too much. Not that electric. Hal fell asleep. But let's move on. We finally got another voicemail. Patty B did wake up this week. So Patty B, take it away. Hey, this is the Patty B Hotline brought to you by the Morning Skate. All right. Here you go, Pat. Patty B here. All right. What do you guys think about the possible Mighty Ducks reboot TV show or if he wants us to uh, talk about the new Mighty Ducks TV show that's going to be rebooted on the Disney Channel, I mean, I'm not too thrilled with this, dude. It's it's going to be awful. It's gonna you're ruining a great thing. Like if, if this was like a rated R, like that'd be something I'd get behind. But this is just gonna it's going to be cringeworthy. I have a feeling. Yeah, I would agree with that. The one thing I will say though. Is that, like, if I had a seven-year-old child, I would, like, let them watch it. That's a good point, and, I, and I, would say, I would probably stay in the room. Like, I wouldn't really, like, get into it, and I'd probably be like, this is uncomfortable. But I'd probably stay in the room. Yeah. No, I, I would agree with that. Selfishly, I was thinking of myself. But, yes, if I did have a kid, I think <laughs> I'd, be, I'd be all right with it. Do you remember that one TV show, The Tournament, with Robbie McConnell and his dad yeah. built a hallway from, like, like a fucking two mile long hallway, so he could be in the the district of the good hockey team. Yeah, dude, that show would not last on TV now. No, no dude, that was that was a great show. And then I I just can't get out of my head just thinking about you getting home from a long day of work and just sitting down on your couch and firing up the Disney Channel by yourself. <laughs> That'd be sick. No, I don't know. Yeah, 
are are they having like any like uh of the kids like are they adults now i don't know i don't know i doubt it i do you think keenan thompson and joshua jackson are going on the disney channel dude i just don't think that's gonna happen <laughs> dude. the last time the last time i heard of a disney channel character it was rachel from boy meets world and she's a porn star now hollywood dude Hollywood will do that to you. Rachel from Boy Meets World, Macaulay fucking Culkin, dude. All right, thanks for the thanks for the voicemail, Pat. Call in five one eight three zero nine two five nine five. That's five one eight three zero nine two five nine five. Now we're gonna get into our uh, Dominic Moore's Heroes and Zeros, brought to you by Lagos Sports. Hey fans, this is Dominic Moore. I'm just gonna take you guys through a little bit of the behind the scenes stuff here. All right, heroes and zeros time, dude. I got some pretty good heroes this week. I'm I'm actually just gonna do three heroes. It looks like you got a hero and a zero. My first hero of the week goes to the Rangers medical staff. Mark Stahl has an infection in his ankle. He's gonna be out two weeks minimum, getting that cleaned up. I thought that was pretty good of the medical staff to jump in on that early and get get the surgery that Mark Stahl needs. Yeah, I well I don't know, dude. I hope he recovers, dude. I hope. He's like when I think Rangers hockey, I think Mark Stahl, right? So um, I'm just kind of thinking of you guys out there. Uh, yeah, I think I think he'll be back better than ever and ready to you know finish out the long season every game. Okay, uh, my second my second uh, hero goes to so I I do the in-game host for the Adirondack Thunder, and there's been some pretty fucking funny stories so far. But we had a uh, it was Spider-Man night, and it was like Avengers night, and the Thunder wore Spider-Man jerseys. The uh, Worcester Railers wore uh, group uniforms. Anyway, so Spider-Man does a ceremonial puck drop, and like normally there's a national anthem. I'm like looking at my script, and it says national anthem by Gunner, and I'm like, well, that's the name of our fucking mascot, but like, what, does he sing? And like, I know him, and if you if you if you could picture what a mascot would be like in the East Coast League, he's exactly who you would be underneath everything. Not two seconds later, I look out on the ice, and this guy shredding the American anthem, or uh, national anthem, on a guitar. I could not fucking believe it, dude. So shout out to Gunner. It was electric. I put it up on our Instagram story. It was unbelievable. Did you get a chance to see it? I saw a little bit of it. It was pretty funny. Um, also, dude, have you ever told them that your dog has the same name as him? Or is I that? Oh, that's the mascot's name, though, right? Or no? Yeah, the mascot's name's Gunner. Oh, I thought that was this dude's real name, dude. I wish the mascot's actual name. name is. Not a clue. I don't even try. I call him <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, yeah, I wish I could have been there. I mean, how was the crowd? Were they receptive to it? or? Oh, dude, it was packed house. It, they Everybody loved it. And it, it was it – was dude, the people love him there, and he just goes around and, like, fucks with little kids. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll be walking around, and I'll see him walk by me, and he has, like, a little kid's shoe in his hand. I'm like, Gunner, what are you doing? He's like, yeah, I took this kid's shoe. And then he'll just, he'll just walk away. No idea where the kid went. <laughs> no idea where the shoe went. That's just, like, his thing. So <laughs> shout out to dude. Yeah, and then my last year of the week, everybody's listening to the podcast, listen up. This is a review that was left on the Morning Skate podcast by uh, Magical Daddy via Apple Podcasts. He said, highly enjoyable takes on current events in hockey. Just started listening to this a couple weeks ago. Entertaining podcasts that mix hockey and humor. Hosts are down to earth and knowledgeable of the game. That's probably the nicest thing anybody's ever said to me, including both my parents, grandparents, friends, family, girlfriends. That right there made my whole fucking day, dude. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know much. Knowledgeable was one that stood out to me. That made me feel good about myself. So I'll take it. Um, 
Yeah, and guys, can we can and like, can you guys keep leaving reviews like this? Like, even if you don't mean it, like sometime last year, I went off on Carolina Hurricanes fans, and they went on there, and they were like, I think I called them like three year olds. I got really drunk. That that's what happened. I got really drunk one night, and I went on like a tweet spree calling Hurricanes fans like three year old little little kids. They fucking they sewered us on our reviews. So if we can get some good reviews in, if you guys are listening to this, it takes two seconds, five stars, let Ken and Hal know what we're doing good. I'd really appreciate it. Shout out to magical daddy, dude. Hell yeah. Um, my, my hero of the week is Dartmouth hockey. So Dartmouth, Dartmouth is an Ivy league school in New Hampshire. That's about all I know about them. They're big morning skate fans. Hell yeah. So shout out Dartmouth. Didn't know that. The reason Lee I think. Don't you remember that? I wrote the Lee Stepniak blog and they retweeted it. And they were yeah. like, so long. Sweet sounds pretty good. Dartmouth hockey. Now let's get along. All right. I like it. So so basically what happened is they play Princeton. And every year uh, when they play Princeton, the first goal of the game, their fans just throw a bunch of tennis balls onto the ice. Um, usually I would be against this. But for some reason, I thought it was hilarious because usually it's like a teddy bear toss or like something that has meaning. But these fans just decided to throw a bunch of tennis balls on the ice. And one of the real reasons that I thought this was great is because all I could think about is like Tanner Glass being a junior in college, just tripping balls on ice while the tennis balls come flying down. And just like that's something I would have liked to see. I feel like with teddy bears, you can't really throw a teddy bear at somebody because it like it's hard to get a grip. You're telling me these fans aren't just whipping tennis balls at Princeton? You got to think, dude. I mean, it seemed dangerous. I'm surprised no one ever, like, rolls an ankle or anything like that. Um, but to to back up that point, too, at the ECHL games, do they still do the puck toss? The chuck puck Yeah. Yeah, so they do the chuck puck except for the, the pucks are, like, soft. Oh, they can't be soft. It's got to be a well, real puck. No, here's the thing. They have to be soft because it's always after the game. Like when the game's over, they do three stars, and then they toss the pucks on the ice, and I'm the one who has to go out and pick the one nearest in the middle. And I've gotten hit with these soft pucks, and if they were hard pucks, I'd be fucking pissed. <laughs> I don't care, dude. I think you need to grow up and do the uh, do hard pucks. I think you should actually recommend it to the board of trustees because I'm sure that's how that works there. Um how close have you seen anyone like on the dot this year like uh, not on the dot but there's been a couple close ones and i actually feel bad the first one that we did i went to pick up the puck and i turned it over and i couldn't read the number because the number was like like smudged off so i just had to throw that one aside and pick a different one <laughs> that guy probably watched that so pissed that oh guy's i like, would want you yeah i would i would hold a grudge for a long time nothing i could do dude. there was no number on it yeah, that's true, dude. Uh, well, now you're kind of my zero of the week now, dude. Now that I know you just stole man's fucking chuckle puck win. Who is uh, who's your first or only zero of the week? We'll talk about this really quick. Taylor Hall, man, this guy can't seem to figure it out in New Jersey. He took a malicious dive the other night. Uh, Leas Pedersen hit him up against the board. He jumped up in the air, freaking just bleh, right on the boards. Falls down. He ended up getting two for diving. I mean, do you really want your leaders diving out there? Is that really the example you want to carry with the rest of your team? You have a young Jack Hughes who can be probably easily influenced in certain ways, and you want that kid diving, Taylor Hall? Like, is that somebody you really want leading leading a kid who's supposed to be one of the top prospects in the game of hockey? I don't think so. <laughs> that, was a very, that was a very adult stance of you. The one thing I, that I'll add to this is I didn't see this. I did not know that he the person that he dove – 
after contact on was Elias Peterson. I mean, like, come on, dude, pick literally anybody else in the league. If there's one thing I know, it's that that guy is not yard sailing Taylor Hall. Dude, he hit him. Taylor, so it was against the boards. Like, he kind of, like, pushed him in the boards, and Taylor Hall, like, jumped into the boards and then, like, fell on his back. The ref's hand goes up to get a penalty on Pedersen or Peterson, and he just puts his hands up, and he's like, do you really think that I could fucking do that? And then they got (laughs) both, so. (laughs) That was awesome. Uh, My zero of the week, dude, this is going to be a quick one, dude. This is just a gripe. I was away away for work last week, and I lost, like, all my debit cards and my credit cards. I don't know what happened to them. The only only thing that I did have was my corporate card, which was nice. Uh, There's no activity. What? What? Did you lose your wallet? No. Buddy, how did you lose cards then? I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea what happened, dude. So so I canceled them, which is fine, right? And, like, nothing got taken. Like, I'm cool with it. The issue is, is I am home now, and, like, I had to change. Like, everything is set up, like, electronically. I had to go through, like, 30 different, like, log into 30 different things and fucking oh. change my card information, dude. Because I didn't want to get stuck having stuff not pay. And it took forever, and I have, like, 4,000 different passwords. I am an idiot. Yeah, that's not a good one, man. I can't even back you up. Like, losing cards. So, Oh, we played, like, a game before we went out the other night, and one of the questions was, would you rather lose your cell phone or – it was cell phone or car keys, but would you rather lose your cell phone or your wallet? Uh, my cell phone. But it's close. It's Dude, it's so close because, like – you're right. You can cancel them all, but then you have to do all those things again. Like cell phones, cell phones are expensive. I don't know. Car keys is also a different one because you have a key fob, and it's like, I don't know. It's true. We've been over that. It's true, dude. What uh, what's next, dude? I need to I need to rally. What do we got left? All right, we only have one more left. It's three stars. Play the music. All right, Jim and Mike. Thanks very kindly. A nice weekend for you. As always, our three star selectors are stars of the hockey scene wherever we go in Rogers' hometown hockey. All right, three stars time. Normally it takes us all day to figure out what we're going to talk about. Hal came in hot. Let's see. Hal, what should our three stars of the week be? Uh, well, people out there are saying Brian Burke should replace Don Cherry on Hockey Night in Canada. I'm actually going to say I'm like 50-50 on that. I don't know. I think he kind of has like a like a fuck you added. Is Brian Burke the old guy with the with the sick white hair and, and he always has a tie, but it's never tied? Yeah, he was like he was the GM of the Leafs when they traded for Kessel and all of that. Uh, I don't know. I think I think he might be an all right choice, but I just wanted to throw it out there. Uh, three stars. Who would you want to replace Don Cherry? All right. So for my third star, I would do Pierre Maguire. I would do Pierre Maguire for two reasons. One, Pierre Maguire loves hockey, whether you hate him or not. He knows a ton of shit. Two, it would show everybody that it was a mistake to fire Don Cherry because now they have Pierre Maguire. So Pierre Maguire is my third star. That'd be electric, dude. I, I'm just going to sh- switch mine up because it's the same exact theme. My number three star is going to be Mike Milbury. I was just thinking of people that would drive people absolutely nuts, and I think those are the two people that come to mind where there's just so much hate for them. Yes. Um, if I'm Sportsnet uh, and I almost got forced to fire Don Cherry, I'd be like, okay, guys, we can play this game. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like, yeah, that's true. I, I think who I think Pierre Maguire would be more well – accepted than Mike Milbury, though. Do you agree or disagree? Oh, dude, I don't know, man. I think it would be a fucking toss-up. Yeah, that's true. Well, I feel like, too, at the same time, like, Canadians don't see as much Pierre as we do. Like, we get heavy Pierre, but, like, he's always working NBC or whatever, so, so like, maybe they don't get that exposure, so maybe they, like, enjoy his fun facts. 
That and, and his name's Pierre, so people are going to think he's Canadian, even though his real name's Regis and he's from New Jersey. Hell yeah. So uh, my second star, he <laughs> tweeted out, he said that the ratings would be through the roof. Sean Avery would be a fucking pretty sick person to put on Hockey Night in Canada. Like, ultimate villain, but I think he would be more... He'd be he'd be like smarter about the things that he said, more articulate. What what would you do if Sean Avery was was the I can I can't play guy? I don't know. Here's my thing with Avery, and you might disagree on this. I would be fine with Avery, but they would have to put him with someone super likable and friendly. Like if it was just Sean Avery, isn't that McLean? That McLean guy? Is that, I think that's his name, Ron McLean. Isn't he like super likable? Yeah, but he is. But I think you need like one more. Like you need to put him in the middle of like two people because like again, I like Sean Avery, but he is like. His ego gets so big sometimes when he gets talking. Like, you need someone there to, like, throw – like, a nice guy that can throw a chirp. Like, a Paul Bissonnette. Like, someone like that who could, like, Ooh. chirp him openly. And, like, then they can move forward. Do you know what I mean? He just needs someone to check him. I thought it was cool that you mentioned Paul Bissonnette. I didn't put him down here, but he would have been kind of in my mind. I don't think it ever happened, but it would be really fucking cool if somehow that guy got that job. Because he loves hockey. He loves hockey fans. It would be – I think it'd be a pretty good match, man, because yeah. in terms of, like, he's he's kind of new school, but he still has the old school things about him. He, I don't know. I think that'd be a sick pick. But. Hell yeah. Uh, I like that one. Uh, my number two star is Sheriff Shane Knighty. Um, if there's one thing Sheriff Shane Knighty knows, it's uh, not backing down the corner. Uh, Shane Knighty's nightmare corner, Maddie Niskanen, never forget. I don't know. So he transitioned, right? He was like this guy who had like mad tattoos and frosted tips and he was a defensive defenseman who fought. He got into radio and now he's on the broadcast for Vegas. I just think like I've listened to him on the Vegas broadcast, even though I hate Vegas and he's not that bad. I think someone like that, though, who's like played in the minors, he played in juniors, he played in the NHL and he's like well-established in media. I think that would be a good fit. Like he'd have an interesting spin on it. I've never heard him talk. But hopefully, I mean, he has a sick nickname, and like that's something that you can you can rally behind things like that. Yeah, that's all, dude. As long as he's the sheriff, dude, and Nighty's Nightmare Corner would be the name of the segment. That's really as far as I thought about it. The rest I just made up. I like that. Uh, my first star was gonna be Don Cherry, but I'm kind of kind of back out on that. Before Sidney Crosby being the captain of like Team Can- like who was like Team Canada's captains? Was it always like Steve Eiserman? Yeah, like Eiserman or Sackick probably. But they both have front office jobs. Maybe, like, Jerome McGinley. That'd be fucking pretty. I'm just trying to think of, like, like Canadian hockey player who, like, is a huge influence on the sport up there. And you can't do Steve Eisman. You can't do Joe Sackick. It would need to be somebody fun. So, I, I mean, do you have any ideas in, in that type of maybe Niedermeyer? Like, I don't know. Yeah, so one guy, one guy that's a little bit older that did come to mind on my list, and I think you'll like this one, would be Mark Messier because I feel like he would wear all his rings. And he would just, like, plop them on the table and everyone would listen. Um, My only yeah. issue with Mark Messier is everybody who's ever talked about playing with him says that he's, like, the biggest beauty ever. But, like, when he's interviewed and stuff like that, you don't really see that because he kind of just plays the whole um, I'm a professional kind of thing. I would want somebody who can play both sides of that fence. Yeah. Dude, this is a this is a crazy-ass list. So I just looked up the last Olympic captains of uh, Team Canada. <laughs> All right, let's hear it. It starts in 98 to the last Olympics. Eric Lindros, Mario, Mario Lemieux, Joe Sackick, Scott Niedemeyer, Sidney Crosby, Chris Kelly. Chris, oh my God. <laughs> 2018 Winter Olympics hockey. Never forget Chris Kelly, captain of Team Canada. Dude, what a list of fucking 
on real hockey players up until Chris Kelly. <laughs> and I'm a Chris Kelly guy, but I mean, like, damn. Yeah, that's it. And I would almost like, is that on Wikipedia? I would tell them to delete that. No, no, dude. He was named captain on February eighth, two thousand eighteen. They won the bronze medal, defeating the Czech Republic. What a, what a huge day, dude. Um, Who's your first star? Let's hear. Yeah, it. my first star, dude. It was gonna be you, dude. My first part. Oh, fuck, dude. I fucked up. Are we gonna cut this, or I have to keep going? Keep going, dude. Damn, well, this is tough. <clears throat> my first star. Uh, we've never met him. We're gonna have him on the podcast soon. Southpaw, uh, Mr. Electric, uh, fourth, the fourth line voice, the voice of the people. If there's one thing I know that Southpaw knows, it's hard-nosed hockey. It's fights. It's trading cards. Trading cards. And it's just fucking hockey, dude. Like, at the end of the day, it's just hockey. That dude is hockey. I don't know how else to describe it. I'm going to say that's it one a, more that's time. That's how you describe it. So I think it is at, is at fourth line voice. Yeah. Uh, yeah, give him a follow, and I hope the dude comes on the podcast. Yeah, he just hit us up, and he said he's available. So this guy is a savage. If you go on his, his Twitter profile, like, he's hockey. He's what hockey was. That That's what he is. He's, he's what hockey was. The voice of the people. Exactly, exactly. So those were our three stars uh, this week. Uh, podcast is over, Hal. Do you have anything else for the people at home, man? Like, I got a Rangers game coming up I'm pretty excited about. They're going to be playing the Wild at Zuccarello's homecoming tour. You and I were talking about maybe going to the Rangers-Bruins on Black Friday. It didn't pan out. Do you have anything coming up in the next couple weeks or no? No, dude. Just a bunch of sad days of work. Oh, boy. All right. Well, thanks for listening to the podcast, guys. Appreciate it. Uh, hopefully this microphone worked. If it did, I may have to get Hal one. So. Oh, there it is, too. All right. Thanks, guys. See you next week. Finally I figured out But it took a long, long time Now there's a ton about Maybe cause I'm trying There's been 